0: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Former President Donald Trump appearing at the Save America rally in Florence, Arizona. Bernie Bennett has the report.
3: Former President Trump returned to Arizona, a cradle
0: of his political movement,
3: to headline a rally in the desert that has been a
0: striking testament to
3: his continued popularity in that state.
4: I love Arizona. We had a tremendous victory in Arizona that was taken away. I just want to wish everybody a happy new year.
3: Three Arizona Republican political luminaries all spoke before the former president at the rally. It was his first stadium-style political event held so far in this midterm election year. He's scheduled to hold another one in Texas on January 29th. Bernie Bennett reporting.
0: Winds up to 50 miles per hour, snow and ice, it all makes for a round of rough winter weather continuing to blast parts of the southeast, tens of thousands of customers without power. This is SRN News.
3: With the Patriot Half Off Deals program, you can save 50% or more on great products and services in the Twin Cities area. Right now, get half off on Champion Plumbing. Save 50% on a 40 gallon tall or short gas gravity water heater plus valve and permit. Visit AM1280ThePatriot.com and click the half off deals icon or call 651 405 8800. Your forecast for the day, we're looking at a slight chance of snow and a high of 30 with a low of 16 for tonight. Tomorrow, partly sunny and a high of 27.
0: Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Soaking up the sun in
1: Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
0: Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded.
2: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
0: It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew
2: Parker.
4: I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie.
6: I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions.
1: Bernie It's Sunday, 4 right
4: o'clock. So and what does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. You join in once again, and I welcome you to the Victory Hour. Every Sunday at 4 o'clock, we talk politics, Israel, and the law. And we are honored today to have a leading gubernatorial candidate joining us to discuss leadership for the state of Minnesota in these crazy times. First, uh... Before we go to Dr. Scott Jensen, who will be with us today, I want to say uh, thank God that there were no uh, injuries of the innocent in the horrific hostage crisis that occurred in Texas over the last 24 hours uh, and, and more. And frankly, as I watched the coverage of this crisis and and the sterilization or sanitization of the events that unfolded, this was a sure and unadulterated anti-Semitic attack in taking these hostages. It was based and grounded in a terrorist ideology of radical Islam. We need to understand it. We need to call it out for what it is as this hostage taker seeking the release of Afia Siddiqui, who is in prison for 86 years. She was convicted of attempted murder and and more. She's known as Lady Al-Qaeda. Her release has previously been demanded by ISIS, many other militant Islamic groups, uh, including the number two man to Osama bin Laden, al-Zahari, who had demanded her release uh, a few years ago as well as the Pakistani uh, government. There were offers and trades for her. This is how important she is to the radical Islamic international terrorism operations. And that is who this hostage taker was also seeking be released. Now it has come to our shores as this synagogue was held in terror as we watched. And interestingly, and a point that I do want to make, and make sure you all understand, CARE, Council on American Islamic Relations, that many in the media claim is a mainstream organization, they have called for the release of Afia Siddiqui, this quote-unquote mainstream organization. They were not, when they were created, CARE was not a mainstream organization. They were not a human rights organization when they were created, and they have not been since. And let's be clear about that. Because you're not going to see it much in the media, depending on what you view, but the legacy media certainly not. You wouldn't even know if you watched the legacy media that this had anything to do with radical Islamic terror. Tragedy avoided, though, and thank God for that. Now let's talk politics. And we're joined, and and very honored to be joined, once again, I believe uh, it is his third trip around the track here on the Victory Hour, and that is Dr. Scott Jensen. We've had him on previously, might even be three times previously, to talk about uh, COVID and the government's handling uh, of COVID, the realities of being a Position and the information that is being gathered, the accuracy of the information. But today we have him on as a gubernatorial candidate running for governor uh, against uh, Tim Walls, hoping for the Republican endorsement to be the forebearer of the Republican flag against Governor Walls. And it's going to be a heck of a an election battle against Walls, for sure. We're going to talk about a number of policy issues uh, with the good doctor, as well as the election and how politics appear and how things are shaping up. So I welcome my friend, Dr. Scott Jensen, to the Victory Hour. Doctor, thank you for joining us.
2: Well, Andrew Parker, it is my pleasure, and thanks for having me on again.
4: You know, uh, since we had you on, you've announced your candidacy to be the next governor of the state of Minnesota. I want to open, uh, we are for sure are going to talk about COVID uh, and the handling by this governor, uh, The in my judgment, and I want to hear your thoughts, the horrific handling by this governor of, of COVID and the pandemic. But before we do, I just want to open with what over the last month we have learned Uh, is an enormous surplus, tax surplus, here in the state of Minnesota. Eight point, well, almost $9 billion in reality. Uh, Much of it has been spent due to triggers having occurred when you have that much historic uh, record-setting surplus. Triggers uh, occur and and money is spent by the government before anybody can say boo. So it's down to, what, $7.7 uh, billion dollars of taxpayer money in the coffers at the state. And Tim Walls is walking around like this is a victory. What are your thoughts?
2: This is not a victory. This is just theft. This is the government taking more money than the citizens should have had to pay in to help, if you will, pay for our communal government bottom line is we don't have a revenue problem we have a spending problem and it's been out of control and i think we've been duped into thinking that government had to have this amount of money this amount of money despite the fact that the amount of money minnesotans were paying was out of proportion compared to surrounding states comparable states across the nation we have been overtaxed in virtually every category, whether you're talking about individual tax, corporate tax, property tax, sales tax, gas tax. It doesn't stop. This is not a surplus. This is too much money taken away from the citizens, and it should be returned to them
4: completely. Yeah, you know, and it's, and it's interesting when you look at the economic uh, uh, analysis of this surplus – And, you know, they're they're claiming, well, it proves that the economy is strong and growing. And and I look at this and I, I mean, it's laughable to suggest that when the government took our money, poured it back into giving it to us because the economy was so weak. And now when we have to pay it back to the government so that they can go and spend it. They claim that's a growth pattern. That's not a growth pattern at all.
2: And you know where we get the common sense on this kind of topic? It's not from the politicals. It's from the common man. The government can say, yeah, this proves that our policies are working, that the economy is strong. B.S. What it doesn't even point at is incredibly interrupted supply chains. Shelves up. Target and the grocery stores that are emptying out. Inflation at 7%. The public knows that they've been overtaxed and they know that there's bad stuff coming down the pike. And they're sitting there looking at our political leaders and saying, how can you even think this? Political leaders will pick one or two factoids as needed to, if you will, conjure up a narrative that makes them sound good so they can run a victory lap that they never earned. And I think we're seeing that exactly right now. We have significant issues coming down the pike. Ask the thousands and thousands of Minnesotans who lost their job because they wouldn't violate their core convictions regarding whether or not to take a vaccine that may or may not be specifically necessary for them, depending upon their health situation and their age. These people have been absolutely battered, bruised, and pummeled.
4: There is no no no. question uh, about that. And when we come back after this short break, we're going to talk to uh, Dr. Scott Jensen. He knows a thing or two about COVID-19, the manner in which the government has put their thumb on our free society and demanded required things of people far beyond... Uh, anything that we have seen in our lifetimes. And I'll tell you, in the background, you hear the Wizard of Oz playing. And that and that is so appropriate for today when talking about our political leaders and their uh, explanation of this uh, $8, $9 billion uh, surplus. Not to mention that the tax rates are in the top five of comparable states in the entire country to suggest that that type of surplus is appropriate and, and proves victory on the part of our policymakers truly is uh, uh look behind the curtain at the Wizard of Oz Day. We're going to be right back with Dr. Scott Jensen. Make sure you stay with us during this short break. Go to parkerdk.com where you'll learn about the law firm representing my pillow against the uh, uh, th- those who made those uh, election machines and made them to allow theft, as well as representing uh, Mike Lindell in a case in which he's trying to protect his phone records against Nancy Pelosi's overreach on the January 6th committee. That's right, Parker Daniels' keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. We'll be right back.
1: AM 1280 The Patriot.
4: How about this my pillow guy? He turns his life around, invents a product that revolutionizes the sleep industry, but that is not enough. He launches a whole store of sleep and bath related products. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. Not about the law, but rather about high quality sleep which translates into high quality living. And there is nothing better for high quality sleep than my pillow sleep goods. And I'm not just talking pillows. I've got most of the MyPillow sleep product line. From the 400 thread count bed sheets, to the mattress topper, to the waffle blankets, down comforters, and the sleepwear. All top quality. Go to MyPillow.com to place your order. Or call 1-800-334-8902. Get up to 66% off with the special offer code VICTORY. Up to 66% off on your entire order with the special offer code VICTORY.
5: Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com.
4: We're back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and uh, you know... It would be a good idea. I think our policies would be better if the Democratic Party followed the yellow brick road. You know, and, and they should go meet with, with the wizard. And see what the wizard has to say about their policies that are creating destruction. And, you know, I've talked about it over the last many weeks. This isn't just rhetoric, and it's something that I wish I didn't have to talk about. I, I want success. I want sa- success by the Democrats, the Republicans, whoever it is that's leading. But there is no one that can claim that we are having any success, whether it be at the national level or at the state level. So let's talk about COVID-19. It, it is, uh, you know, the, the leading issue that affects all of our lives every single day. Whether it should or not, the government is making sure it affects all of our lives every single day. And I want to make one thing clear, and I think all of you out there understand it well, and that is the vast, vast majority of those getting COVID-19 are getting uh, the most recent strain, which is the Omicron variant, and it is much like a cold. It might be uh, described as a light flu. That would be the, the more difficult strain of it. And many, if not most, of those who are getting the virus, the Omicron variant, have been vaccinated. Let's talk about it because the legacy media will not talk about it. Dr. Jensen, how has Tim Walls done with respect to dealing with this pandemic for the
2: state of Minnesota? Well, I think we need to be fair and understand that that first two to four weeks, we all knew we were in uncharted waters. And I think everybody tried to do their part and tried to get on board with the two objectives of flattening the curve and not overwhelming healthcare facilities. But it was very early on that we also saw arbitrary, capricious decision-making take place, uh, whether or not it was identifying someone as being essential and someone else wasn't essential. You couldn't get a hammer at the local hardware store, but you could get it in the uh, tool department at the big box store standing around with 10 other people. You couldn't go to church, but you could go to the biggest candy store in the state. I think those things really sounded alarm for most minnesotans and i think that if you just want to tick off the list i think we can say clearly that locking down businesses locking in sick nursing home patients so they couldn't be with their loved ones locking out students all were proven to be fairly lousy policy decisions early on but that didn't stop governor waltz from repeating them and then he took this approach of one size fits all. So even if Kitson County has zero cases, he wanted to treat them like Hennepin County. And that was foolish. He went with the nursing homes and said, you're not going to be allowed to do the basic things that normally we would do. I've been a director, Andrew, of multiple nursing homes, mm-hmm. the medical director. And when nursing homes had to readmit their patients who had gone from the nursing home to the hospital, diagnosed with COVID and then were able to be discharged when nursing homes weren't able to establish that they were no longer infectious, but instead they had to take them back in. Basically, we were seeing the government create a pipeline of active disease right into the nursing home. And I think we all know the consequences of that. If we look at the goalposts being moved, it was constantly happening. We would get data from the Department of Health. And if the data didn't look alarming enough, we wouldn't get to see it all of a sudden. It would disappear, and we would get other data. We saw mask claims that were not true. You wear a mask, you won't get the disease. That was never true. You can say, wear a mask, you might reduce the likelihood. You might get 13 15 17% filtration efficacy. But there were lies spewed whenever they needed to be. The modeling, we weren't shown the transparent presumptions. We saw this over and over again. If you look at the epidemic of fear that was created and the suicides and the suicidal ideation and the increase in alcohol, the increase in domestic abuse, uh, the increase in so many adolescent mental health, emotional problems, uh, that didn't stop. And then we saw emergency powers clearly used not just to deal with the crisis, but used to politically negotiate. That was problematic. Transparency was kicked out the window. We saw immunity and immunization programs come out like never before, where literally people were being bribed with tickets to this event or maybe a gift card to Target, things that absolutely flew in the face of asking Minnesotans to make good responsible decisions for themselves. And then we saw natural immunity absolutely thrown under the bus like it was something that we'd never heard of. And then lastly, we saw over and over again Jim Walls's susceptibility to groupthink. He surrounded himself by yes, sir people, and he got exactly what you'd expect. You did not get original, thoughtful people pushing back against them and saying, this may be a bad idea. you got people like Jan Malcolm literally in emails, making it clear that she needed her staff to be more creative so she could more effectively justify her draconian policies, as well as blame someone for the travesty that occurred in nursing homes. So it was clear that she was willing to blame it on kids, blame it on parents, do whatever needed to be done so that the Department of Health might remain lily white and clean. And at that point in time, Jan Malcolm should have been gone.
4: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, and uh, I called uh, for that at that time. You may well have been on the show uh, where we talked about uh, Jan Malcolm and and Governor walls uh, in, uh, in that same vein. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll tell you, as you look around the country and you see the different manner in which Governors handled this crisis. Looking at Florida and Texas in one vein and, and New York, New Jersey and California in another. And Tim Walls is in the New York, New Jersey camp. Uh, his handling of, as you point out, the nursing home crisis uh, was horrific. I am assuming that had you been in office... Dr. Jensen, uh, you would have been more of the Ron DeSantis ilk in handling the COVID pandemic.
2: Absolutely. We can trust Minnesotans to make thoughtful, good decisions. And we've seen it all over Minnesota, small businesses, private lives, family lives. Ron DeSantis, in many ways, was a rock star, not because everything he did was right, but because his policies were driven from an understandable and transparent base of values. With Tim Walls, I couldn't tell if on Monday he was gonna copy Governor Cuomo from New York, and on Tuesday it was Governor Newsom in California, And on Wednesday, it would be Jan Malcolm running the show, and maybe Governor Walz would be out and about violating his own codes in terms of being six-foot distancing and wearing masks. He was seen several times where that wasn't happening. He was behaving in the same way as these other people who were saying, oh, yeah, the law, yeah, that's for the common folks, but not for me. Don't think I'm going to follow the things that I put in place for my ordinary subjects. Yeah. You
4: know, it's it's uh, exactly the way that many politicians, including, I think, Tim Walls, uh, kind of uh, views it because it makes little sense when you look at what was allowed to occur. protests, large groups without masks out in the streets during the summer and fall of 2020 uh, and and since where in, you know, large auditoriums are filled with uh, uh, these protest groups yelling and screaming or uh, are promoting some other liberal uh, democratic cause while businesses were being shut down. And you just can't, you know, explain the inconsistencies. When we come back after this short break, we're going to talk to Dr. Jensen about a couple of other really important policy issues that, People are talking about when considering who to select to lead us through these rocky times. One is the issue of crime and how to deal with the uh, consistently increasing level of crime to historic levels. How do we deal with it? And it's right here in Minnesota, it's not in some of, you know, other state, uh, big cities. It's right here. And we're also going to talk about education. How are we doing with our schools? How are we doing educating folks? How is CRT being taught? Is it being taught here in Minnesota? We want to talk about those uh, couple of issues, and then we're going to talk a little more about the election itself. So make sure to stay with us. We're talking to gubernatorial candidate Scott Jensen, who hopes to be the Republican uh flag waiver to run against Governor Tim Walz in the upcoming 2022 governor's election here in the state of Minnesota. So stay with us. Go to ParkerDK.com during this short uh, break and jot this down. Give us a call. 651-289-4488. We're live. 651-289-4488. Anywhere in the country. You're streaming? You can call too. We'll be right back. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot.
4: Mark Twain once quipped A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told
1: you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket.
4: Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. First, the counsel. Go to MyPillow.com and take a look at the outstanding extended product line that they have. We're talking top quality products. How do I know? Because I have them. Slippers and slip-ons, robes, towel sets, throw blankets and loungewear. All best in class. And when you're done taking care of yourself, take care of the dogs too. They have outstanding dog beds. Now for the winning results. Results happen once you order. So pick up your number two pencil and your yellow pad and jot this down. 1-800-334-8902. That's 1-800-334-8902. Or go to MyPillow.com. Place your complete order. And with the offer code VICTORY, you get up to 66% off. That's right. VICTORY for 66% off.
6: Off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Mars. We hear Here's the years of wisdom, a whiz, if ever a whiz there never, oh, ever a whiz there was. was, the, the wizard, wizard of Mars is one because, 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 because,
4: because, This world has become a bit light like over, over the rainbow. Up is down, down is up. Good is evil, and evil is good. I don't understand it sometimes. Can we bring some sanity back to it. Well, our justice system does just that. It's the purpose of it. And we have seen it in action, bringing justice to a myriad of situations. Many disagree with uh, various verdicts, but you've got the Chauvin verdict on the one hand. You've got the Rittenhouse verdict on the other. You've got the Kim Potter verdict. All of them assessed based on the evidence. Jurors, peers of the indicted have made the decisions and we live by them. And generally speaking, in the main, for sure, the decisions are correct. But when the justice system is not allowed to work, Whether it be the police officer on the street without backing. Whether it be having far fewer police officers or none, as the call has been. Or the prosecutor. Once arrested, letting him out, not prosecuting. Or going for charges that allow them to be released. Almost immediately. Or released immediately immediately. While awaiting trial, all of that has weakened the justice system and created a criminal element as well as what one party has propagated consistently. Scott Jensen, what would you do as governor regarding the crime issues that we face, not just in Minnesota, but across the country, but as governor, it would be focused here in Minnesota.
2: Well, I think the first thing is, uh, I'm going to just tell you, Andrew, that I'm not interested in giving political correct answers. So I'm just going to launch into it. Let's recognize the lawlessness that has invaded our country for exactly what it is. It is a cancer, and it has metastasized, and it will kill us. It will take our life as a representative republic, because we have too many people who are delusional, who think that some... As you say in The Wizard of Oz, some fairy godmother is going to come along and make everything right again. And that's not going to happen. We absolutely, without question, need to put cops back on the street, get the Minneapolis and the St. Paul police forces up to speed. No question about it. But that won't be enough. We need to respect the work they do. And we need to understand that these folks are not the enemy. These are our neighbors. They teach our kids Sunday school. We might have a burger with them. They might be coaching our kids in Little League. Or they might be leading the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. That's who they are. We need to get back to the notion that incarceration has to be a legitimate deterrent to stopping felons and repeat criminals. We need to realize openly that this is not just a Minneapolis problem on Lake Street. This is a Minnesota problem. And like a cancer, the metastasis goes anywhere and everywhere. And we're seeing it, whether we're seeing beheaded carcasses thrown out of a car on a street and or whether we're seeing murders in malls in St. Cloud. It doesn't matter. This is a Minnesota problem, and we have the right to ask ourselves, where's the voice of everyone? Where is the voice of Governor Walz? Why is he not using his bully pulpit to help make changes? Because he's not. And then, above all that, we've got this ridiculous notion that this is the time to have sentencing guidelines change so that crimes are less punishable. When you put all this together, what I conclude, Andrew, is this is not an easy genie to stick back in the bottle. And what I'm going to say next may not be comforting to many, but we need to bring our Second Amendment rights right into this discussion and say, listen, with the carjackings and trying to protect our homes and the willingness of people to go and bring other people's lives into harm's way, I think we need to have constitutional carry, and I think we need to be able to stand your ground, and we need to commit ourselves to having strong Castle Doctrine put in the statutes so that both our home and our vehicles, indeed, our, are our domain, and we can take care of business in whatever way we need to in order to prevent ourselves and our loved ones from being harmed. I think that that's going to be uncomfortable for people, but that's where we're at. That might be different than we were four years ago. But the world has changed so dramatically that unless every Minnesotan says, I'm going to get involved because I'm going to have to help restore lawfulness to Minnesota, and it's not going to happen just by wishing for it.
4: Well, you're, you you're heard it here on the Victory Hour. Throwing down the gauntlet, gubernatorial candidate Dr. Scott Jensen being very clear on his position as it relates to crime and uh, diminishing crime and taking action uh, within the law uh, to uh, protect yourself. Strong Castle Doctrine is one prime example of that, uh, that he believes we need here in the state of Minnesota. What about, uh, Doctor, what about education? You know, uh, we've heard a lot and we saw in the gubernatorial race out in Virginia that the issue of education and the teaching of Uh, critical race theory in the schools to our youngsters uh, really posed a problem for the Democratic candidate out there, Terry McAuliffe. Uh, What about uh, that here in Minnesota? Is that going on? Is it an issue? Do you think it's going to be a primary issue in the upcoming uh, governor's race?
2: I think it's going to be a huge issue. And let me say something that will tick off a few Republicans. The big ideas in education that have occurred in my lifetime came through the hard work of a Democratic governor named Rudy Purpich. He was the one who fought hard for post-secondary enrollment options as well as open enrollment. We have suffered from a lack of big ideas. I don't think the Republican Party over the last five years has pushed hard enough to fund the student. We continue to fund broken institutions in this last budget session. Arguably, the largest raise was given to K-12 than in decades. That sounds to me like a job well done when the fact of the matter is we're now underperforming many cohort groups in Mississippi. People don't realize that Mississippi, the average amount of money spent per kid is $9,000. But in Minnesota, we spend 150%. We're at $13,500. We've been slipping every year. We have got to bring that triad of kids. Parents and teachers together, and we need to be more thoughtful than sometimes we are. Because I've heard some candidates say that the trick would be get rid of tenure for teachers. That's BS. That's not going to fix the problem. Um, teachers go into teaching so they can touch kids' lives. There's a ton of teachers out there that no more want to be painted by the brush of the Ed Minnesota, then I as a family doctor would want to be painted by the brush of the American Medical Association's policies. Please spare me. Less than 20% of doctors belong to the AMA, and I don't want people to make any assumptions about me based on what they read about that organization, and teachers feel the same way. So let's be thoughtful. Let's try to do everything we can to let teachers teach. But in order to get where we need to go, we need a big idea, Andrew, and that big idea is this. Blow it up, blow it up, not to cut the legs out from underneath public education, but to build the legs back underneath. And that means we need more homeschooling, more private schools, more charter schools. We need to let the money follow the kids so that public schools will see for themselves that they have to step up their performance. Doctor, are you calling for a voucher system?
4: Absolutely, if
2: that's what you want. There's multiple ways to do it. The bottom line is we have to fund the kids not broken institutions when i was on the school board for 10 years there was one i learned many things but there was one lesson that really stood out if you want to make your school district better you don't do it by walking in as a new school board member or a new school board chair put on a big sheriff's hat and say there's a new sheriff in town the way you improve a school district is you light a fire in the belly of the faculty, the parents, and the kids, and they do it together. And that's what we have to do. And I think the only way we're going to do that is to blow up our pressing system and get a lot more options out there. Right now, it's like, it's like going to a restaurant where they only serve chicken, a hamburger, and tacos. How many times would you go to that restaurant? You'd go elsewhere. This is what we're leaving our kids they got three choices, this, this, or this, and they're not very creative choices. We need to get kids opportunities in their sophomore, junior, senior year to be able to get out into the community, go draw lab work at the hospital, go work in heating ventilation units over in the company over here, get to the fabrication plant over at Medallion Kitchens. We need to, we need to light these kids' minds on fire so they dream dreams and go out and pursue those dreams. That's an, That's an optimistic
4: view right there. Dr. Scott Jensen running for governor in the state of Minnesota. And when we come back uh, with the good doctor after this short break, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about uh, CRT in the schools and critical race theory and the impact of that on our kids. And we're also going to talk about the election a bit and how it's shaping up, what it looks like, how he sees it rolling over uh, the next several months as we head toward November. Give us a call, 651 289 4488. I don't know if we'll have time, but if we do, to get you on the air, we will. 651 289 4488. In the meantime, go to Parker Daniels Keyboards website, that's parkerdk.com, and learn about Premier Litigation Firm Downtown Minneapolis as we fight for you, your constitutional rights to be free from vaccine if you have the appropriate exemption. Uh, to demand election integrity as well. We'll be right back with Dr. Scott Jensen. Stay with us. AM 1280,
1: The Patriot.
4: A record of success second to none. Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm, the numbers tell the story. The last five cases our lawyers have brought to trial have resulted in million and multi-million dollar verdicts for our plaintiff clients and zero defense verdicts for our defense clients. Put simply, we try cases and we win cases. Hi, I'm Andrew Parker. At Parker Daniels Keyboard, we take our work personally and we go the extra mile. That is why some of the biggest law firms, locally and nationally, send cases to us to handle when they can't. If you have a challenging and critically important business or personal legal dispute, That must be favorably resolved, whether regarding a contract matter, a business divorce, a real estate dispute, an employment dispute, a civil rights or defamation matter. Plain talk, if it's a big deal, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com.
0: Warning,
3: warning, warning. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at
4: rackshackbarbecue.com. Rack
0: Rack
4: yeah. The best way to get a good night's sleep is having a good pillow. One that won't go flat. One that you can wash and dry as many times as you want and it maintains its shape. One that is made right here in the good old US of A. Well there's one place and only one place where you can get all of that, and that's from the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, the creator of the best pillow that revolutionized the sleep industry. Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever right now. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollar savings. King pillows are only five dollars more. How do you order? Call 1-800-334-8902. That's 1-800-334-8902. Or go to MyPillow.com and use the discount code VICTORY. That's right, discount code VICTORY for this special offer.
6: If I were king of the Father... Not queen, not duke, not prince, but the king. Robes of the father. You are listening to the
4: Victory Hour. This is Andrew Parker, and uh, we are talking about not the king of sorts, but not monarchy-like king, but the governor of the state of Minnesota, and who it's going to be for the next four years. We elect. Our governor in November coming up and running for that seat, that position, to lead us through these rocky times, as I say, is Dr. Scott Jensen, seeking the redu- a Republican endorsement and seeking to unseat Governor Tim Walls here in the state of Minnesota. I just wanted to comment on critical race theory for a moment. I was a member of a task force that was learning about justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, something that it was claimed I did not have a clue about, as well as the other members. So we were learning about it. What we learned was one-sided entirely, and it was uh, uh, in a foundation of critical race theory. I suggested at one time during the task force meetings. As I recall, Dr. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And uh, it does not sound like what we are learning is consistent with that. In fact, it's the opposite of that. It is identifying people in total for or based on the color of their skin or other identifying features, including their sexual preference. And that sort of identity politics, identity character is not what Dr. Martin Luther King was talking about as we celebrate his life tomorrow. Dr. Jensen, what are your thoughts with respect to teaching our kids critical race theory, a theory that I don't believe, people argue about this point, by the way, I do not believe Martin Luther King would support?
2: Critical race theory should be banned. There's no way that Martin Luther King would support it. I think that if we look at Martin Luther King, we saw a heroic individual willing to push back when government or, if you will, people in control of policy went too far. I think that people are best off thinking about critical race theory as if you've ever seen or had ant, ants in your kitchen, you might see an ant and you'll kill it with a Kleenex and throw it in the garbage and say, oh, I'm glad to care of that. But the wise man knows that he didn't take care of the problem. That ant came from somewhere, and where there's one, there's more. That's what we're seeing with critical race theory. Critical race theory is so much more than just one idea. What it is is it's an initiative to indoctrinate. It's It's been it's gone on before, and it's going to go on again. Did people get complacent? Yes, probably they did. Did school boards get complacent? Yes. I think perhaps one of the lessons, the take-home lessons from this is who was Who was the one who identified the problem, called it out, and helped us put a bright light on it? It was the parents. It was not your legislators, because that would demand too much courage. Your career politicians won't see it because it's too dangerous. So you had mama bears and papa bears absolutely saying, this is wrong. In a sense, COVID-19 gave parents a little bit more of a view into what their children were or were not learning Sometimes because the laptop was the source of learning in the home, and moms and dads were there. But CRT should be banned, and we should simply, if you will, do all that we can so that in the future it doesn't happen again. And one of the things I think many school districts are learning is they need to have a better back and forth between parents and school boards. Because I think a lot of times people don't realize it. school board members are frequently, if you will, sort of individually harnessed and cornered by the superintendent and I'm not coming down on superintendents it's just that this is how you do your job you've got seven school board members you want to have a conversation with each one of them privately before the meeting that way you have an idea where people are at but what ends up happening is you have a scripted meeting and the parents are wondering what the devil's going on and then all of a sudden they got the president going to the attorney general and the attorney general says to the FBI go investigate those parents because they're being disruptive and everybody's saying is this America yeah. This is astonishing. And but, I think I think go to get I think it gets to leadership. Well, it de- de- it definitely it definitely
4: does uh, get to leadership and it really does start at the top. There's no question. And we've talked about it a lot on this show uh that there is racism in our society, that there there is not uh always uh fair treatment of those who look different than the majority different than those who are in charge or or who are in uh, power but as Martin Luther King said we must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools and living together as brothers needs to be required on all sides whether you're white or black or brown or 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 from whatever background or ethnicity living together from all sides and that includes what occurred Uh, yesterday in the anti-Semitism that exists uh, in this country. It needs to be rooted out. There's no question about it. Uh, But unless we can all live together and not attack one another, if you're white, you're a racist. Well, you know, uh, that is not uh, what is called for at these difficult times. Finally, we've got about a minute left, Doctor. I just wanted to ask you about the upcoming election. Are you going to be seeking the Republican endorsement? Will you live by the endorsement or will you go to a uh, primary?
2: Andrew, we are entirely focused on the endorsement and we are absolutely energized by the Minnesotans. Uh, We broke records raising one and a quarter million dollars in the off year, which has never been done before by either party, by a uh, uh, non-incumbent governor candidate. We have 80,000 people that have signed up on our email list. I put out an a video on two days ago on just going against Biden and Walls and Malcolm and Fry and Carter talking about their policies on COVID. And that's gone to over 2 million people in less than 48 hours. We have 500,000 people that follow us every day. We are going to lead, Andrew, not like politicians where what you get is gridlock and omnibus bills and secrecy and backroom deals. We're going to lead with transparency. We're going to speak truth to power. Even if that means my license will be investigated five times, we will speak for every Minnesotan, including the unborn, and we will be unflinching as the arrows and slings come our way. Because, quite frankly, that's the only reason why I'm running. This was never a bucket list thing for Scott and Mary Jensen, but by George, it becomes very clear that this is no time for any of us to be sitting on the sidelines.
4: And where and if someone wants to get involved with your campaign, where can they go?
2: Drscottjensen.com, Drscottjensen.com/slash/join-the-fight. February 1st, we need you there at the precinct caucuses to support us because it's pretty clear I'm not going to be the darling choice of the political establishment. I'm not just fighting the DFL machine. I'm also fighting the old guard establishment that says we need to have someone who does it the normal way. Well, we're not taking any money from big tech. We're not taking any money from big pharma, and we've had no fundraisers with big lobbyist groups. We are doing it the old fashioned this is a groundswell you got to
4: work hard, and he's doing it, and it is a groundswell movement. Dr. Scott Jensen, running for governor of the state of Minnesota, thank you, doctor, very much for being with us. Thank you, Andrew. We'll be back next week. Make sure to be with us. Until then, have a great week. AM 1280, The Patriot.
1: Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
0: Turn market volatility into opportunity today by investing with the big institutions, not against them. Many people are getting taken advantage of by Wall Street. Learn why their returns are so much better than the average novice 401k investor. Learn the skills to be a better steward of your own money. Call for a free in-center or virtual investing class today at 952-814-4410. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com.
3: Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My Three Quotes online. That's My Three Quotes.